Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and we have all been faced with this dilemma, having to choose between flavorful meals and bland food options. Why can't we just have both? Well, here to talk about it today, I have special guest, Dr. Tremaine Afetabor, aka Dr. Flavor Spices, who has built a brand designed to satisfy our taste buds without sacrificing taste. Mm, how you do that, girl? Uh, Tremaine, welcome and thanks for joining the Mind, Body and Business podcast. Let's start with an introduction about who you are and why you started your company. So I'm a pharmacist of 15 years and I saw the health decline of so many patients. I had some health challenges, even in the in being a healthcare professional, right? A lot of us, we work so hard, we don't take care of ourselves. And uh, when I would talk to patients, I would always go back to food. And I realized that health really begins in the kitchen. You know, no matter the amount of medication you're taking, you know, that's not getting to the root cause. A lot of times what we're putting in our mouth is really what it is. And so I never could find one thing Maria, never. And I'm putting a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I said, I love to cook. I said, what about people who don't love to cook? So Dr. Flavor Spices was born in, in my kitchen and just playing around. And um, it was important that it be lower sodium because I know in the black and brown communities how sodium can affect us with high blood pressure, which can then lead to heart disease. Um, it had to have no fillers, no MSG, sugar-free for my, my diabetic patients. And it was important that it be packed with flavor, right? Because we can enjoy our food with less, less salt. Each of my blends have six to 12 herbs and spices, okay? And if you go into your cabinets right now, look at the ingredients. Typically, it'll say salt first. It'll say maybe red pepper, cornstarch, some type of filler. It was important that I use real herbs and spices. When you open the bottle, you will smell the herbs and spices. And I wanted people to use something that they felt comfortable shaking on their food, especially if you have children, right? There's so many other toxins in the world that we have to be mindful of, but what you're shaking on your food, you should feel comfortable, confident. And like, when you put it on your food, you should be like, yes, my food is tasting really, really good. And that's what Dr. Flavor Spices will definitely do. It will transform your food quick, easy. You don't have to think about it. And that's what was important for me. 
That's a mouthful, figuratively and literally, and a very inspiring story about how you started your business. You know, flavor is really important because we develop preferences in terms of our taste buds at a very young age. And it's good to know that there are alternatives to make our food taste good without the health risks. Right. And I love that you said that because I used to cater actually while I was a pharmacist. And that was my little tagline. I was like healthy without compromising the flavor. And that was important for me. So it it went into Dr. Flavor Spices because you don't have to compromise. And just my experience as a pharmacist, I would see people who look like my mother, who look like my grandmother. And I would really take time out, Maria, and talk to them. And we would have these conversations. And it's like, It gets passed down. It's like, who's going to cook the best mac and cheese? Who's going to cook the best this? And we think that cooking good or who's going to cook the best this has to have certain ingredients. And that's what I do. I help to shift that mindset of what flavor can really be by using more herbs and spices and less salt and less artificial flavoring. And who better to make your spices than someone who is a chef and a pharmacist? Love that. You know, Tremaine, when it comes to health, we have to dismiss this notion that looking fit, you know, appearing uh, like you have it all together aesthetically automatically means that you are healthy on the inside. My husband, tall, good weight, very athletic, plays basketball probably about four times a week. And he discovered last year that he has high blood pressure. Occasionally he has to take medication, but one really interesting thing that he found was a direct relationship between his blood pressure and the amount of sodium he was consuming. So um, he took a week to be very mindful about the amount of sodium that he was eating and blood pressure numbers improved almost instantly. Um, What are some things that we should know about how sodium works inside of our bodies? So when you think about sodium, it's a mineral, it's a natural mineral that your body needs to function, but too much of anything is an issue. So what it does is when you consume a lot of sodium, it increases the volume, right? Because for it to flush out of your system, more fluid has to come and that puts more pressure on the heart. So high blood pressure, I would say is almost like a symptom, but the real issue is over time, the heart is a muscle. And Mm -hmm. so think about if you overwork a muscle, overwork a muscle, it gets inflamed. And there are certain walls within the heart that can get inflamed that can cause issues. And when that gets inflamed over time, because you have overload of sodium, increase in the fluid in the body, it's making the heart work harder, then that's when we can lead to the stroke, constricting of the blood vessels, because God made our bodies to function. There are systems in our body that work, but sometimes due to uh, hereditary or us eating certain foods, it can trigger these responses. And so basically what I want people to be mindful of is once you know this information, understand how this salt affects the body. So where it's more fluid, it's more on your blood vessels, and that's what's going to increase the blood pressure. But over time, we call it the silent killer because if they're not like your husband taking the medication, it's okay to take the medication, but is it maintained? Are you overstressing your heart unnecessarily? So when we're eating more sodium, that's what's happening. And so people have to be mindful. And um, I think when I wrote my book, The Pharmacist's Guide, How to Health Yourself, I did a little anatomy background, you know, bringing people back to understand, because I look cute. I got my clothes on. You can't see yes. what's underneath here. But what's on the inside, you know, all of those organs, all of those systems are working. But when we're 
not healthy, we're not eating healthy, we're eating processed food and too much sodium, that can result in the hypertension that can lead to the inflammation, that can then lead to stroke, that can then, then lead to the cholesterol buildup in the artery. So it's just like a cascade effect. And the good news is we can make those simple lifestyle changes like drinking more water, getting active, and even using different seasonings to improve our health. So, uh, Dr. Flava, Ms. Tremaine, shifting topics, and since this is the Mind, Body, and Business podcast, I have to ask my guests what they are doing for self-improvement in those three areas, mind, body, and business. What are some of the first ones that come to mind for you? So for my mind, reading is so very important. Reading things that inspire me, uh, learning about practicing behaviors so that I can be the person that I want to be and and showing myself grace because sometimes you are your worst critic and I am the queen of that. So I've been doing some work on that Um, for my body, working out in eating more raw vegetables. I found myself, I said, let me start eating some more raw vegetables. So I was very intentional this week and bought some crunchy vegetables because sometimes when you want chips, I like to do like cucumbers and celery yeah. for that crunchiness. So that was from for my body and for my business. I took heed to something you recommended the other night, but I also wrote out a plan because I'm one of those people, I'm a creative. So I'm one of those people like, yes, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But sometimes not execute. And I said, sit down and really hone in on what you want to see and what's going to make you the most money. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I did this week as far as my business. Nice. You know, it's always great to identify ways that we are improving ourselves and to be intentional about it. Uh, speaking of improvement, There's a lot of intention, sacrifice, and hard work required to level up. Um, I know this both in my personal uh, and professional endeavors. Uh, If you could think of one or two pivotal moments in your fitness journey, which ones stand out the most for you? When were those aha moments like I am very aware or knowing that you needed to make significant changes became very magnified and more obvious for you? There are two pivotal moments. So Maria, I told you I'm a pharmacist. And when I was in school in the lower ninth ward, I was with a cardiologist and he always would do this, do blood work for the patients. And like you mentioned, you can't tell how someone looks. So when I graduated, moved to Atlanta from New Orleans, um, I got my blood work done and I looked at my numbers and I said, whoa, what's going on? I'm only 24, right? And so that made me realize that I had to make a shift. So that was the first time. And then I got stressed out with work and now I don't work as a pharmacist any longer, but work and eating on the go, I I became more unhealthy. Once I had my daughter, I said, okay, I have to do something. Then I got pregnant again. And then after my son and during COVID, that's when I met you. And I, I really saw the difference because I was just, I just started with walking. Let me not just say just, I began my health journey with walking. Right. And then I really began to train and exercise with you. And I noticed the difference. So I would say during COVID, that was the second time I I said, you know, if I want to be healthy, I don't want to be a statistic. I have to do something that I normally don't do. And so having that training program has definitely helped me a lot, as well as still shifting my mindset on how to cook and cook things that are healthier. I love that. And you know what I found in my own wellness journey, Tremaine, is that I have moments when I surprise myself in my wellness journey, whether it be something that I achieve physically, you know, running a mile in under eight minutes or, you know, deadlifting 250 pounds. I'm like, whoa, okay, body, you did that. Okay, mine. That's what's up. Um, What is something 
in your wellness journey that you achieved that surprised you? I, you know what? I talked about this too. I have to go back to my book. I told people you can train your taste buds, you know? Mm. And can yes. we talk about that? Training yes. our taste buds? Yes. yes. You can train, like literally, I, I love water. People are like, really? I, I taught myself. I would say, I love water. I love water. Even when something didn't have enough salt, I'm like, oh, this tastes so good. And just practicing that, right? Because athletes practice you can practice on your health you can practice your mental health there's so many things so i'm like how can i practice this behavior so i would definitely say and even sugar like really reducing the amount of sugar and just training myself to be more mindful about looking at what's in my food taking more time out like what's in this uh how many calories is in this like is this really worth you know is this really worth me eating this when i could eat this so that goes back to that mindful eating versus convenient eating right and yeah. so i would definitely say that was something that uh i was pretty proud of myself because i would just eat out of convenience cuz i worked for 12 hours a day standing up in a pharmacy talking to people making sure that I'm keeping everyone safe, right? Drug interactions, all these things, but I couldn't really just sit down, enjoy myself and eat for years. And I learned that on the go eating, never really like sitting down, enjoying the food. It was like, I just need something to keep going. So I had to shift that. I completely understand, girl. Now, I got to say, I love following your posts on Instagram. And one video that just tickled me um, is when you were in the grocery store talking about labels on different seasonings. And as consumers, I've always wondered, you know, what language, um, marketing, uh, specific things that we should be looking for on seasoning labels. And so marketing is a big piece, the dyes, the color. So when you see things that say grill flavor or it says habanero flavor, that is not natural, Right. And so, or teriyaki or something of that nature. I want people to turn the bottle around, look at the amount of sodium, right? And when you look at that amount, if it's over 10%, it says percent daily value, that'll give you an idea. Typically, a lot of the seasonings have 250 to sometimes 440 milligrams of sodium. Look for the dyes. People don't think that, you know, oh, this, this color is, you know, this dye, I mean, this seasoning is this color because it has dye. That's not the first thing you think of, but they have red dye, yellow dye. Um, they also have MSG, which is a flavoring agent, which the FDA says is safe. However, people have food sensitivities. I'm one of them. I will get a terrible headache. I will feel dizzy. And I know when someone had, like when it's MSG in food, because I immediately will have a headache. And that is some of the side effects or food sensitivities to MSG. Um, and it's also been linked in rats to obesity. And then you also have anti-caking agents. You can put rice in your herbs and spices, just like we put the rice when our phone drops in the water because it absorbs liquid. So that's the same thing, but they put the anti-caking agents in there and even though they consider them safe, it has been linked to like lung disease and things of that nature. So I just feel like anything that I don't have to have, I want to make sure I can remove it. And that's an easy way. So look for MSG, look for the amount of salt or sodium that's in those spices and look at the ingredients. If they're ingredients that you cannot pronounce, like you're like, this is not a food ingredient, then be more mindful or say, hey, let me look at something else because these are chemicals pretty much. Basically, you're shaking on your food. Right. Being able to pronounce the ingredients and identify those low sodium options is really important. And you also mentioned MSG. 
which is legal in the U.S. but banned in other countries. Uh, Why is that? McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In being in healthcare, I call it, uh, a lot of people, it's a healthcare sick model, right? It's not ever made to make you well. And when I saw my patients, they came month after month after month after month. And so I believe that this is a way uh, to perpetuate something, right? Perpetuate unhealthiness. And I truly believe that. And you can even look at our healthcare here versus versus it is in Europe where it's free for healthcare. Here, people literally have to pick and choose between, am I going to get this prescription or am I going to feed my family? Mm. And so when this perpetuates over and over and over, it's a, it's a healthcare sick model. That's bottom line. And as long as we continue to consume more people are getting, I'm going to show my age, but people are becoming woke, you know, like they're, they're becoming aware of I need to health myself first. Like this healthcare system is not necessarily designed for me to be healthy. And I think over COVID, it really highlighted that, right? People yeah. saw pre-existing diseases were linked to people who ultimately passed away. And so if we can do some proactive things, like you said, make those small changes, reading the labels, all of those things will help us. But as long as you don't, they're going to continue to sell it until I guess more and more people stop buying it. That's the only way because it's all it's a it's it's a way of making money. And so if you stop buying it, they'll stop making it. But as long as we're buying it and we're enjoying it, it's going to continue to be made and and sold in the U.S. Well, that's another reminder about how we invest our dollars. So thank you for that information. Um, you know, as a nutrition coach myself, I always advise my clients to adjust their sodium intake based on the percentage of calories they are eating, because not everyone is doing that 2,000, 2,500 calorie diet. Uh, most of the recommendations printed on the labels are based on a 2,000 calorie diet. Uh, but even with those percentages, many health experts say that's still too high. Exactly. You're exactly right. And even actually, they say a teaspoon, 2,300, but they recommend 1500, 1600 milligrams. And I, I posted this post several times. I won't call out the place, but it's very popular here in Atlanta. You eat one meal from there. You pretty much ate all your salt for the day. And that's how it happens because 70% of the sodium we're consuming is when we're eating out. And so when you cook at home, you control the amount of salt, sugar, and fat that you put in your food. Yes, that's the thing right there. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but um, I always tell people that is one of the many ways you can control the outcome of your efforts by cooking at home on your stove, getting them groceries out of your refrigerator. Uh, So thank you so much for mentioning that. Now let's talk about those folks who say, I just need something salty because sometimes it does feel like your body is saying, oh, you need those potato chips. You need that salty flavor. Is it a craving or is it really a need? And how do you tell the difference? So sometimes it could be a deficiency because like I said, it is a mineral that our bodies need to function. And so there could be some type of vitamin deficiency that you're having that is also linked with the sugar as well. Eating balanced foods, so your protein, your um, your green leafy vegetables and a healthy starch 
can kind of help that craving and not starve yourself. Cause I find that when I starve myself, I will overconsume. I think that people who believe that they have to have something just need to kind of sit back and reevaluate, give yourself that five minute rule, right? Like, do I really, not even just with, 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 with salt, but just everything. Like, I'm like, oh, I want a brownie. Do I really want that brownie? Like, why do I want this brownie? So like taking that little time to reflect and think about why you really want that or why you're craving it, it can be related to stress. Um, and that's a big trigger for many people. Um, when that cortisol raises, you may start craving sugar, salt, or fat. And that's why you do need those things, but that's why it's all about substituting the fat and the sugar for healthier things. Cause your body needs sugar and needs fat and it does need salt to function. Right. So staying in the middle when it comes to what your body wants and needs is something we should all be mindful of. And that's an important balance. Um, Tremaine, speaking of balance, We have a lot of responsibilities um, as wives, moms, and entrepreneurs. What keeps you anchored to give your family and your business both the attention they deserve and need? I'm still learning this one. And uh, that is not trying to do everything yourself. Even though I am like the manager, the, the, the camera woman, the accountant, all of those things, but I'm learning to really know how to be in my business and how to grow my business as well. So I can't do all things to really do my business well. And because I'm such a control person, I realize that Maria, that is why it's hard for me to let things go. Um, and so that would be the biggest thing. And you hear this all the time. People are like, you can't grow your business if you're trying to do everything on your own. But God has given me capacity and grace to do a lot of things on my own. I will say that. And so that blanket statement can't be used for everyone. But as I'm leveling up, God has opened up doors. I've been able to win grants to help me along this journey. Um, So one of the other things I would encourage people is to put yourself out there as much as possible. Be who you are. Like you said, I smile. This is me. When I was a pharmacist, people would gravitate because it's like you always smile. And I think that that's important. Just people would have a bad day. I would smile at them and they're like, you're just always smiling. So definitely in my business would be not trying to do everything yourself. Timing is everything and do not allow social media to fool you because I'm not telling y'all my, my, my losses. I'm telling you my wins. Okay. And that's pretty much what everyone is doing, telling you their wins. Uh, they're not telling you the no's and the, the disappointments and how you felt so stressed about trying to put that post up and how long it took them to practice and do that dance that y'all like, like, and like, and like, it takes time. So I'm learning to just be more authentic in who I am and just show just show up as who I am because I truly care about people. Um, I care about their health and it's all about creating generational health as well. You know, I want people to have generational wealth, but if you have the wealth without the health, it means nothing, right? You are correct. Um, are there any specific bounce back moments in your business that stand out like times when you had to conquer challenges or those really frustrating moments? Earlier on, my labels, I've changed my labels so many times. I printed out all of these labels and I had the wrong, like a wrong like sentence on there and I had to rebuy a whole bunch of labels. And I was um. like, oh, M G because I was rushing. I was doing it for my cell phone. I texted to my printing person and I said, you should have just waited till you got home, sat down and looked at it before you sent it out. So like you said, 
I look at every mishap as a learning lesson and it helps you to do better. So now I'm going to be more vigilant about, you know, about those types of things. And you grow through this process and you can't beat yourself up. That was definitely one. And then another one I can think of is I, I was like, I'm about to be in the store. I'm going to Target. I'm going to Walmart. I applied all these. They were like, no. I was just like, what? They were like, no. <laughs> right? And so I said, okay. I said, well, the timing, maybe the timing. Because people think being in the stores, Maria, is like, it is a great thing. But you have to really understand and know because you have to add in the cost of shipping all of those pallets to those stores. If that stuff doesn't sell, you get charged back for that. So you may be in the stores, but it's a catch-22. You got to make sure that it's going to sell, that it's in the right market, and that you have your pricing together. I wanted, of course, because I'm on social media and seeing all these Black-owned businesses in Target. And I was like, I should be there. I should be there. Since the place you are is a place that you're supposed to be. And, you know, I commend you for uh, pursuing that really big, audacious goal of being in stores. And if you want it, you'll get there. But um, in the meantime, I'm so glad that those spices are available online because it really is a journey, this whole entrepreneurship thing. It is a journey. I, I started, it'll be six years this January. So Tabitha Brown definitely inspired me. She said, God spoke to me in 2002. She was like, it's 2022. So she was like, keep going, keep going. And so people really don't understand that it is a journey and you have to keep going and understand your why. So I thank you. Well, it's easy to compliment you because you're doing great things, but definitely thank yourself because- you're putting in the work um, and the work is way more than what people see on social media. I know as an entrepreneur, um, I've learned that the most rewarding work in my business is not just what makes me the most money, but also aligns me with my purpose. It feels fulfilling day in and day out, even through the challenges, because joy really is a foundation to be successful, both personally and professionally. You're right. You just dropped some gems. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> give you give you your you know we from the same time frame with the snaps <laughs> yes girl old school i'm snapping right back um now for the people who want to stay connected with you how can they give you a follow on social media and learn more about your products all your spices absolutely so it is dr flavor spices and that's dr not doctor but d-r-f-l-a-v-a spices.com and you can follow me on social media um, at Dr. Flava, D-R-F-L-A, Farm D. And uh, I also have another page, which is my shop, Dr. Flava Spices page. But my Dr. Flava Farm D is a page where you'll see me, you'll see my spices, you'll see me maybe dancing, some encouragement, uh, healthy cooking. And um, I'm excited for you to try my spices, as well as I have some healthy recipes, uh, grocery lists to help you jumpstart that healthy living journey because some people just don't know how to start. And I want to help you with that. And you can also, if you DM me, it's at the Dr. Flavor Farm D on Instagram. I like Instagram over TikTok and Facebook. So stick with Instagram, but I'm on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right, girl. You got to be everywhere these days. Um, oh, oh yeah. Real quick, uh, Tremaine. Um, I like to give Mind, Body and Business listeners one, two, three actionable insights. So in addition to using lower sodium spices like Dr. Flavor spices, what are two other tips you can give us to control sodium intake? 
if you are eating vegetables and you're like, I can't do the, 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 the raw vegetables because they spoil, get canned vegetables with lower sodium or get frozen. Frozen is even better because they really don't have much sodium. And if you are using regular canned foods, rinse them off. If you're using smoked meats too, you know, it's this time of the year, rinse it off because we want the flavor. So if you're like, oh, I don't eat pork, but you're using smoked turkey wings, they have a lot of salt. So mm. rinse them off and then use lower sodium seasonings when you are cooking. So canned vegetables, rinse them off or buy lower sodium. And then if you are using smoked meats during this holiday season, make sure that you rinse them off and it is okay. And if you eat your food and it tastes too salty, get a colander and rinse it off and then heat it back up. I'm telling you, my friends are like, that really works. It does work. So that would be my one, two, three, Dr. Flavor Spices, frozen or canned vegetables. And then if you're using smoked meats, rinse them off before you actually cook them because we just want the flavor. Yes, all flavor, no health issues. Thank you for the reminder. And I once again, appreciate you so much. Um, this has been such an inspiring and insightful conversation. And I continue to wish you the very best. Yes, thank you. All right, fam, that is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Are you going to rinse off those canned greens, that meat? Are you going to try to lower your sodium intake? I hope this episode inspired you to do so. As always, I appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Be sure to give us a follow on all social media, especially Instagram. If you have a question for me, you want it included in this podcast, I got you. Find me at mbbpod, mbbpod on all social media. And I personally check the DMs on Instagram. Until next time, take care. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production. Hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me on Instagram at Maria Moore, M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E, or check out my website at mariamore.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E.com. Executive produced by Maria Moore, Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed. Supervisory Producer, Colby Cove tyner Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino. Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast.